Alice Fort Worth. Be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord, amen. Work. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. And it's a Friday morning. It's September 23rd, 2022. Thanks for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network on this beautiful feast day of a great saint of ours from southern Italy. St. Padre Pio of Petrolicina, pray for us. Catholic News Agency has a beautiful story of a wonderful homily given by Cardinal O'Malley, who's also a Capuchin, and he actually gave the homily at a Mass in San Giovanni Rotondo, where he is visiting and apparently leading a pilgrimage. So that's beautiful, and we'll have a bit of that story in the news coming up. I love Padre Pio, having been to San Giovanni Rotondo many times. I really want to go to his hometown of Petrolicina, where he was from which is not too far from San Giovanni Rotondo in Puglia. Puglia is the heel of Italy. And if you'd like more information on Italian states in general, I have a ton of information on my Italy website, TravelItalyExpert.com. But Puglia is the heel, and it's a very faithful part of Italy, and very close to San Giovanni Rotondo, which is always on pilgrimages. You go to not only San Giovanni Rotondo to see the church where Padre Pio heard confessions and said Mass quite frequently in the new church, which is stunningly beautiful, very large. The hospital that he helped build, where he had a dedication to serving the poor and, and to ease as much suffering as possible, and it's, it's renowned for the work that they do there. There's so much to see, but then not far away from San Giovanni Rotondo is the beautiful white city the mountaintop town of Gargano, which is home to the Church of St. Michael and the approved apparition in southern Italy of St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us, whose feast day, by the way, is coming up this month. So if you do go to southern Italy and you want to see Padre Pio, and you can visit his tomb, of course, and pray at his tomb, make sure about 30 minutes away you get to Gargano way, 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 way up on the mountain. It's just beautiful overlooking the Adriatic. Anyhow, just throwing that out there. But I have more information on Padre Pio and other Italian saints on TravelItalyExpert.com. Looking forward, of course, to talking with Doug Keck. Love our conversations and so excited because next week is not only our radio conference, Catholic Radio Conference, which is a um, in-house, a private event, obviously, for a retreat for people involved in all of our affiliates in Catholic Radio. But then we have the family celebration. We are family. So please, if you are in that area or thinking about uh, maybe visiting Phoenix anytime soon, check it out. All the details are on the website, EWTN.com. So Doug will fill us in on that, but also let us know what's coming up, most importantly, in programming in the very near future. Fact Check Friday. So there's an interesting report out from Media Research Center about how the media, I'm shocked, I tell you, shocked. I'm being sarcastic are not giving you the full information of where these extreme pro-abortion politicians stand in terms of making them seem like they're moderate on the issue when the exact opposite is true. So we'll take a look at that. And the reason I'm talking about this today is because last night, well, I'm going to be continuing to talk about our amendment that we're facing here in Michigan, but last night my dear sister Janet Morana gave a beautiful presentation to Right to Life of Michigan Macomb County, which is a chapter of Right to Life north of Detroit in the eastern suburbs, a very, very wonderful uh, chapter of Right to Life in Michigan, packed house, almost 500 people. Also speaking were both Ed Rivett and Brad Smith of Right to Life in Michigan giving the lowdown 
on what's happening in our state. And so my whole means of talking about information and knowing what we need to know will be the focus of Fact Check Friday because we sometimes assume that even people in our own circle of family and friends, even if they're pro-life, know just how serious things are, but we really don't. A lot of people don't. Last night, great group of people, very pro-life, but we still heard, heard the reaction of shock, gasping in the audience when Janet and the two gentlemen from Right to Life were explaining how extreme this measure is. So the left has been very busy confusing people. And again, even good people dedicated to the pro-life cause can always use more information to make a difference and need to know, again, as Archbishop Shepio always says, how the media work so they don't work on us. So that is our Fact Check Friday. And then speaking of the media and the culture, I think you'll enjoy the interview that I did earlier this week for my local listeners because she spoke in Michigan. Noel Mearing wrote the fantastic book, Awake, Not Woke, A Christian Response to the Cult of Progressive Ideology. And we talk about culture, we talk about the media, and I wanted to share it with you, so we'll be playing that for you this morning. So that is our show today. National weather, they're really keeping an eye uh, on the East Coast, especially the Northeast. They're going to have some real problems in the uh, island areas of Canada because of Fiona. So we'll keep an eye on that for you in the news. We do have to get to the news because it's already five minutes past the hour. Let's see what's happening. It is a Friday morning. St. Padre Pio, pray for us. Let's see what's happening in the news and around the world. Please check out this excellent report on Catholic News Agency on this story. Joe Biden yesterday appeared to suggest erroneously that the Catholic Church makes exceptions for rape and incest in its condemnation of abortion. Biden making the incorrect remarks at a fundraiser event for the Democratic National Committee at a private home in New York City while discussing a Republican-backed congressional bill to ban abortion after 15 weeks into pregnancy. He also incorrectly said that that measure has no exceptions for rape and incest. And then reporters with the L.A. Times and The Hill tweeted similar comments. A White House spokesman, CNA, says not immediately available yesterday to clarify what the president meant but any implication that the Catholic Church makes exceptions where abortion is concerned, any inc- implication is incorrect. Quoting the Catechism, paragraph number 2271, Since the first century, the Church affirming the moral evil of every procured abortion, this teaching has not changed and remains unchangeable. Direct abortion, that is to say abortion, willed as an ends or a means, is gravely contrary to the moral law. The Biden administration is presently making a strong push against a proposed federal abortion ban introduced by South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. The bill would bar abortions nationwide, except in cases of rape, incest, or when the life of the mother is in danger. Biden, by the way, is the only the second Catholic to be elected president and has repeatedly supported abortion rights, despite the church's teaching that human life must be respected and protected from the moment of conception. Here's more on the story I mentioned earlier about Padre Pio showing the world the power of bearing physical suffering with patience and love. That's a quote from Cardinal Sean O'Malley, who said Mass at the Italian Saints' Feast Day on Friday. He celebrated Mass today in San Giovanni Rotondo in the church of St. Pio of Petrolicina. He said Padre Pio carried the burden of the stigmata for five decades. This and so many other physical sufferings are born with love and patience. In a world where pain is seen as the greatest evil, Padre Pio shows us the power of the cross. In other news this morning, new protests are happening in Russia after Vladimir Putin's announcement 
as NBC's Richard Engel tells us, is call up 300,000 soldiers for war in Ukraine. Engel says Ukrainians are undeterred over the new mobilization ordered by Putin. The country's forces recently liberated a town just miles from the Russian border. Voting began earlier today in Russian-held parts of Ukraine on referendums to become part of Russia. They have been widely denounced by Ukraine and Western allies as a sham. The then 15-year-old student charged in Michigan with killing four other students and wounding seven in a November 30th shooting at Oxford High School north of Detroit was able to retrieve his backpack from the school before the shooting began. Attorney Van Johnson says that backpack contained his gun along with ammunition magazines as well as his manifesto. Were there warning signs? I can't, warning signs, there were stop signs everywhere. The attorney adding the teacher and a counselor both failed to search the backpack before giving it to him after a meeting in the office. That school shooting again which occurred in November is still under investigation. Julia Ainsley tells us illegal migrant crossings at the U.S. southern border are reaching all-time highs. City officials say their resources are being pushed to the brink by a record number of migrants, averaging over 1,500 illegal border crossings a day in this area. Migrants sleeping on the streets. El Paso's Democratic mayor, Oscar Leeser, following the lead of some Republican governors, sending more than 3,400 migrants on daily buses to cities such as New York and Chicago. With Border Patrol and local shelters over capacity, immigration officials releasing nearly 1,300 migrants onto the streets in El Paso in the past two weeks alone. A University of Utah student facing charges of making terrorist threats earlier this week. The college's police chief saying they don't consider the threat she made against a nuclear reactor on campus to be a joke. Under state law, it doesn't matter. Uh, even if they're completely incapable of carrying out the, uh, the threat or if that's, uh, the, the threat is made but an attempt is not, it, it's still the same charge. An engineering student posting a message on social media threatening to bomb the reactor if the football team did not win last week's game. The 21-year-old student allegedly claimed she was joking, but officials say they have zero tolerance for these kinds of threats. The CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase sounding the alarm about a possible recession during testimony before a Senate committee. He said a recession is possible due to factors such as rising interest rates and additional inflation. He also cited oil prices, which he described as kind of precarious. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy expected to announce a plan today on what Republicans will do if they win back the House in November. The plan called the Commitment to America included a so-called Parents' Bill of Rights that would expand parental choice in education. In an online video, McCarthy arguing Republicans do a better job than Democrats in combating soaring inflation, border surges, and violent crime. And a new poll is suggesting a record turnout for the midterms. Roughly 64% of respondents in the NBC News poll say they have a very high interest in the midterms. That's up from 58% in a similar poll back in 2018. While Colorado now ranked as the third worst state for road rage, that's according to a recent survey, the Colorado Springs Police Public Information Officer Robert Tornabeen says aggressive driving is a major problem. People are driving too fast. People are not courteous in the way they drive. They change lanes without using directionals. They cut people off. That turns into road rage where people get into fights or they, they throw things at each other or they pull a gun out and they shoot at each other. The Centennial, Centennial State is only behind Utah in first place and Missouri in second. 5,000 drivers surveyed by Forbes advisor in Colorado, 25% 
said they know someone who's actually been hurt in a road rage incident, and 14% say they've been followed by another driver who got out of their car to fight with them. Police say you should call 911 if you feel threatened on the road, and it's also best to stay inside your car. And Mark Mayfield tells us a potential hurricane that could pose a danger to the U.S. is now developing in the Caribbean. Some early forecast models have the system gaining hurricane strength and approaching the Gulf Coast during the middle of next week. The National Hurricane Center gives it a 90% chance to grow into a tropical storm. This comes after Hurricane Fiona battered Puerto Rico for days. An admission to America's national parks and national monuments, guess what? It's free tomorrow. The free admission celebrating National Public Lands Day, which is on September 24th. It's one of five days this year where the National Park Service is offering free admission. And finally, in our news segment, Brian Shook tells us that the Labor Department Inspector General says there was over $45 billion, yes, B as in boy, billion dollars in potential unemployment insurance fraud related to COVID-19. That's far more than what was previously estimated by the watchdog. The federal relief package former President Trump signed in March 2020 widened the ability for people to receive benefits. It led to more than 57 million to apply for unemployment that spring. The inspector general says it found fraudsters using suspicious email accounts or social security numbers from the deceased to apply. It is a Friday, almost 14 minutes past the hour. Beautiful feast day in the one holy Catholic and apostolic faith. St. Padre Pio, pray for us. Coming up, Doug Cap will let us know what's coming up in programming. Stay tuned. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. We are the pro-life generation, passionate about building the culture of life in our health care and in our nation. But not all health care options are equally pro-life, and some provide morally objectionable procedures. CMF Curo is different. CMF Curo is a pro-life Catholic health care ministry providing a pathway for its members to build the culture of life in their health care choices, not destroy it. Learn more about CMF Curo at MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Did you know Franciscan University of Steubenville offers a Master's of Arts in Catholic Studies? Our unique program offers courses from many academic disciplines. Literature, biology, art, theology, psychology, all taught from a distinctly Catholic perspective. This 100% online program can be completed in just one year. Learn to see the world through a Catholic lens with a Master's in Catholic Studies from Franciscan University of Steubenville. Find out more at franciscan.edu slash mcs. This program is underwritten in part by the following. This October 3rd and 4th. Hunger is not only for a piece of bread. Hunger is for love. That man lying in the street, eaten up by worms, it is the child of God. Mother Teresa, No Greater Love, exclusively in theaters, October 3rd and 4th. More information at MotherTeresaMovie.com. That's MotherTeresaMovie.com. A 
always great to catch up with Doug Keck, our President and Chief Operating Officer of EW10. He comes on with us every Friday for the Inside Word. We give you the inside scoop, a heads up on what's coming up on programming. I'm so excited, Doug, to see you next week in person. Absolutely. We've got the, the radio conference, like you said, which is for our affiliates. Uh, and, and so we will see each other there, as well as then the family celebration, which is open to anyone. Uh, it's totally free. Uh, you don't have to be registered to go. So if you happen to be in Phoenix on Saturday, uh, October 1st, uh, for basically all day, uh, you could meet and greet with uh, lots of Catholic authors and friends like Teresa Tamio mm-hmm. and our other radio people who are going to be out there as well. Um, uh, our Take Two crew is going to be there, Yay! and Kristalina Everett's going to be there, and Debbie Cowden's going to be there, and then uh, our speakers, obviously, Johnette will give a talk. Father Mitch is going to give a talk. Uh, we've also got Marcus Grodi will be there. He'll be giving a talk. Then we're going to do a, a special live show with Father Spitzer, uh, in which case we're going to break it up, and uh, we'll have some guests from TV and from radio mm-hmm. uh, as part of that special show. And then the authors will all be there, uh, you, so you can get a book, get it autographed and signed. Uh, so go to EW10.com for all the information on our wonderful family celebration, which, again, is totally free. So yeah. check that out. It's a really fun event. I, I really enjoy it when I go. It says you get to see everybody and you get to meet the viewers and the listeners and it, and they like to tell you what shows they like particularly. So it's kind of a neat way to kind of get it. It's like a giant focus group in one sense because people are telling yep. you you know what they watch right and listen to. A- absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and it and it's it's great to be able to see the people who you're impacting and to get that kind of feedback and uh, and for I think for our audience who gets to go to see the. The, the the true nature of EWTN, the reality which is that the people who work on it are are, are you know as joyful as one can be in any job mm-hmm. and are, are totally dedicated uh, to what Mother Angelica wanted the network to be, to be the truth of the Catholic Church, and that that, that that's what those people working for EWTN involved with EWTN yep. are totally dedicated to, and uh, what you see on TV is what you get. So last night, uh, Janet was in town. Janet Miranda, she spoke for Right to Life in Michigan, so Deacon Dom and I hosted her, and then we took her out to her talk last night. And I wish you could have been there because there were so many people who came up, and, of course, they watched Defending Life and the Catholic View, right. but we took so many pictures. <laughs> it, was, it was like a meet and greet uh, for both of us. So, so it was just really nice to hear so many people say, I listen, I watch, right. and I, I don't know what I would do without EWTN. So I just wanted to give you that little shot in the arm this morning. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, and we get that often. We get it from all parts of the world, and uh, it's the little bit that God gives you to yep. ha- to, to keep you saying, don't worry, it, it matters. Don't worry, it matters. It's having a much larger impact than anyone realizes. All right, so let's talk about programming. Do you have anything special mm-hmm. regarding the beautiful feast day today of Padre Pio? Well, we have some programming. You can check that out. Uh, we talked a little bit about some of that last week. Uh, and on our on-demand platform, we have mm-hmm. several programs related to Padre Pio that are, are available now. Uh, this weekend, the Pope is in Assisi and also in Matter, uh, Matera, I should say. And uh, so those two things are happening this weekend, Saturday Ooh, and Sunday. Are you going to cover that? We will be covering both of those, yes. Ooh, have you been to Matera? No, I have not. You have so. got to go. It's incredible. But, so that's where they're going to have the uh, the kind of uh, right. conclusion of the National Eucharistic Congress there. So that's going to wrap that up. We've also got our, on Saturday is the feast day of Our Lady in Walsingham. So we've got uh, two events coming out of uh, England. Uh, UK Mass on the Solemnity will be coming uh, from uh, the Walsingham uh, Chapel. 
there where we have our offices in England, and also a special program uh, entitled Walsingham 400 Years On, which is the history uh, of it and, and the apparition uh, that happened with Our Lady in 1061. Uh, which is why the connection to Our Lady in Walsingham is. As we move on to Sunday, uh, we also we stay in, uh, in Ireland for a Legion of Mary pilgrimage mass that will be brought to people live at noon uh, from Knock. Uh, we're uh, working very closely with Knock out of Ireland and, and presenting masses and events from there. So this is a very special one for this Sunday. And uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing, the gender agenda, 10 p.m. on Sunday night. And uh, this is a program, you know, a lot of people coming out with wonderful programs now on, on this issue. Uh, and I can say that we were ahead of the curve. You were the first. Uh, uh, to get out on this particular one. Maybe not as well known as the one specifically on Saul Alinsky, but it's something people should check out at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. We also have a new episode of the Doctors of the Church on St. Francis de Sales that will also be uh, premiering uh, on next week, actually. And uh, one other thing, next week, uh, looking way ahead, we got the Pontifical North American College Diaconate Ordination. That's Mm -hmm. easy for me to say. uh, (laughs) Next Thursday, the 29th. So people can check out EW10.com for all of those wonderful programs. And that's just as uh, as between radio and TV and the Internet. It's just the tip of the iceberg. If you're looking for programming, check us out. You'll probably find there's a... There's a plethora of programs you're not even aware we have, uh, yeah. we're doing, let alone are available. Yeah, it's, it's so much available. Again, EW10.com. Okay, I have to uh, both uh, com- commend you and your news teams for covering these stories that we're not going to see in the secular media. So in my Fact Check Friday coming up, I'm going to be talking about this new report that came out from the Media Research Center and how much the media are not telling us, the sin of omission of what's going on with this abortion issue and how many of these politicians, they're painting them as moderate when it comes to these core issues on life, when they're among the most extreme, believing in abortion on demand through nine months of pregnancy and even believing in infanticide. And so I I didn't have time to go through every single politician, but but what the MRC did is they looked at how many times these politicians were covered and then how much they mentioned their extreme position. So they covered them quite a bit, but zip, zero, nada on their extreme positions. They're just saying that they're, quote-unquote, pro-choice. And then you have the story, and I'm so glad it was prominently placed on the Catholic News Agency website. I used it as my lead this morning, about Joe Biden saying that, all of a sudden, who knew? The church allows for the exception of rape and incest and abortion. And he, he wrongly claimed on top of that, if that wasn't bad enough, that the measure that Lindsey Graham is putting out does not include exceptions for rape and incest. And that's not true either. So he had two major errors. Where are the media correcting him on this? I think we were one of the few who put that out there and corrected it. Well, uh, it's uh, it's a problem. The problem is is that, as we've seen, and I, I think it's been documented, so I hope I don't get accused of partisanship, but it's been documented that uh, that Joe Biden and the truth are, are not necessarily good friends mm-hmm. um, and don't know each other very well. And he says things all the time that turn out to be totally untrue, or they get uh, walked back later. Like they did uh, last week is the 60 Minutes interview with Scott Pelley. Right, exactly. All these times. So, uh, but they know they can get away with it because uh, you know Google and the other players out there in the internet will uh, will play down it or uh, you know limit uh, the the access to those stories. The mainstream media people, 
they agree with him, so they don't. They're they're they don't think think it's extreme. You know, uh, uh, these people think abortion through nine months is perfectly fine, and they're not extremists. So how could this uh, all the people? And then they echo the mistakes because they allow his comments. First of all, about Lindsey Graham to go unchecked. They don't fact check that. Nor do they fact check. They could like two seconds. They can find out what the catechism says. Doug. Saul Alinsky. What did Saul Alinsky say? Right. The end justifies the means almost every time. So doesn't matter if I lie. Doesn't matter matter what I say, as long as it has the impact that I need, because you need to realize the ultimate good I'm supporting is much right. better. Yeah. And and so the facts, let's not get the, let the facts get in the way of what we want to do here. And that's what they do, and that's what they get away with it. And it's very sad, because there's a lot of wonderful Catholics and good people out there who get taken in by these lies, um, you know, and because there's nobody to countervail uh, against what's being said, because they don't check out catholic radio they don't tune into ew10 they don't go to cna and the other web sources uh, they don't watch ew10 news nightly to to find out what's really going now we've got the canard running around about the heartbeat i was just going to say that you read my mind yeah right yeah Um, yeah stacy abrams let me just read this and this is this is what and they don't care as you said they just put the lies out there you tell a lie enough they don't want people to believe it she's denying science i've got this story up from Mm lifenews.com when she claimed an unborn baby's heartbeat is a manufactured sound created to control women right manufactured yeah it's it's insane um you know but again it's the old goebbels uh, hitler lie they talk about fascism they're perfect at it which is you you tell a lie you make it big and you repeat it often enough that people start to believe that it it must have some truth to it because how could you get away with it it's just so frustrating, though, because in people, I, I ran a survey uh, in during, I think it was last week's Fact Check Friday, maybe two weeks ago. There was a survey that came out showing that people who share stories think they know more than most people. And you, when you come right down to it, this is a secular study. You come right down to this, they don't even read the stories they share, but they think they're more well-informed than the average person. Well, the reality is most people read the headline. Maybe yep. they read the first two lines. And if it agrees with what they believe or it supports what they want to believe, that's good enough for them. Yep. Doug, great to speak with you. Look forward to seeing you, God willing, in a couple of days. And thanks for all you yep. do with the network. And don't forget, folks, for all the great information that Doug shared in the countless wonderful programs, EWTN.com. Fact Check Friday, up next, an interview with author Noel Maring. Awake, not woke. You don't want to miss that. We'll be right back. Everyone said it was okay. I had a life. They said it was a choice. I had a career. But I didn't really feel like I had a choice. I was looking outside for answers. I didn't want to mess up all my plans. I went on remote control. Are you suffering from a past abortion? If you are, you may feel alone, but you're not. There are people who understand and can help. Call 214 544 care they said it was easy why am i still hurting not one single day is easy for me don't suffer alone call 214-544-CARE or go to racheldallas.org don't worry it's all confidential (sighs) 
I just love summer. Relaxing on the beach, those crazy triple-digit temperatures, long road trips. Thistle, what are you rambling on about? Summer is coming to an end. It's time to move on to fall. Uh, what's so great about fall? Oh, there's plenty of things. Cooler temperatures, pumpkin spice, fall festivals, and most importantly, September 13th through the 16th, we have our fall share with a theme of It's For Your Soul. And we need to start asking everybody to call in that week with a pledge of support for KTH 910 AM. <gasps> what? How could I forget pumpkin spice? Oh, boy. Did you know that any Catholic man can join the Knights of Columbus who is 18 years or older? By joining the largest Catholic organization in the world, you can become a better husband, a better father, a better friend, and an overall better Catholic. All you have to do to join is go to knights.net and click join. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-S dot net. This starts your journey as a knight and will give you complete access to all of the fraternal benefits of the Knights of Columbus. Welcome back. Great to be with you on a Friday. This is our Fact Check Friday segment. It is a feast of great St. Padre Pio. If you go to my Italy website, TravelIllyExpert.com, I have a special saints dedicated to the saints of, special page, excuse me, dedicated to the saints of Italy, and I think you'll enjoy it. But Padre Pio, pray for us, as he always said. Pray, hope, and don't worry. Kind of hard at times to do that, we know, but we have to keep taking his advice. Very important. But we also have to be informed. And even though they're supposed to be in the business of informing people, the media love to confuse. There was a great hit song that came out, a Motown song. I love Motown music, maybe because I grew up in Detroit, born on the East Coast, grew up here. But such great music. There was a song by The Temptations that was very popular back in the day, Ball of Confusion. This popped into my head when I'm looking at a couple of these stories out there. We mentioned the uh, Joe Biden story uh, in the top of the news where he's claiming that... um, Lindsey Graham's measure is not consistent with church teaching, and he thinks that, or is trying to get people to believe, Joe Biden is, that the church is okay with abortion in cases of rape and incest. And we know that's not true. Abortion is intrinsically evil, always has been, has not changed. And it's right there in the catechism, as we mentioned earlier. And if you'd like more information on that story, it's really important to make sure you have the facts. So you can check it out at catholicnewsagency.com, or just Google it under catechism and put in abortion and see what comes up and you'll have all your answers right there it has not changed but the media aren't clarifying it and that is a big problem and in many cases they leave it alone or they don't get into it first of all because okay I'm gonna say this because I worked in the media a lot of them are lazy and a lot of them are doing so much more with so much less but there's no excuse not to fact check the president of the United States who claims to be a Catholic when he says something so egregious and so incorrect according to church teaching regarding abortion when it's so easily found online a reporter doesn't even have to call up the local bishop or a local priest you can look it up for yourself and see the catechism of the catholic church so they're not doing their basic who what where when why and how hmm is that true what joe biden is saying in seconds they would find it out now you have other stories that are surfacing and this is all about confusion all about confusion. I was even mentioning this. I was speaking with uh, Janet Moran on the way home. She spoke to Macomb County Right to Life, which is an area in southeastern Michigan, just north of Detroit, a large county, and they have wonderful Right to Life in Michigan chapters all over the state, as they do in many states. And this was a big crowd, as I mentioned, about uh, 500 people. And Janet gave a great talk about her work and about um, what's happening in Michigan and how we need to vote no on Proposal 3. And then we always have representatives of Right to Life 
up there explaining what the latest issue is and obviously making sure people are informed. And so we had two wonderful people, Brad Smith and Ed Rivett, who are experienced in the pro-life issues and have been working on these issues for, for decades, especially Ed has been out there at the Capitol. And many of the laws that we have in place currently in Michigan that will be wiped out, God forbid if Proposal 3 passes, he helped get on the books. So this is personal for more reasons than one with him. But as they were both describing the extreme nature of this measure, to this wonderful group of, of faithful pro-lifers, I could hear gasps. I could hear people saying, what? What? I didn't know that. And this is exactly what the media are after. They are after keeping the information level low or causing confusion. Case in point would be this report that is on Newsbusters from the Media Research Center. They took a look at how journalists, especially with the major news networks, are hiding radical politicians who support abortion up until birth. They're trying to paint them, as they often do, Joe Biden, as moderates. And they're not. They're extreme in what they believe. And they're trying to get people to think that, oh, you know, they just think abortion should be, not that it's okay, but in cases of rape and incest. Did you know that the survey showed that only 34% of Americans support abortion in the second trimester and just 19% in the third? So the position is definition of extreme, as this report says. So if you look at what the networks did from January of this year through August, the end of August last month, right? Coverage of five prominent pro-abortion candidates who support abortion up to birth. But no coverage of these candidates regarding their radical nature of their position that is completely out of line with how a majority of Americans feel because the media are withholding the sin of omission is one of the biggest sins of the media right now and has been for some time, but especially as we move into these important midterms. To give people the idea that some of these extreme candidates are really in the middle and nothing could be further from the truth. So, for example, Beta O'Rourke running for governor in Texas against Greg Abbott made several failed runs for the White House, but he expressed his support over and over again as recently as this past week for third trimester abortions, especially, specifically talking all the way up to the day before birth. On August 22nd, he told a pro-life questioner, this is a decision that neither you nor I nor the U.S. government should be making. That's a decision for the woman to make. He's totally pro-abortion through nine months of pregnancy. All right. Then we have John Fetterman, who's running for Senate in Pennsylvania. He's a lieutenant governor right now. He was asked in a debate, are there any limits on abortion you would find appropriate? I don't believe so. Fetterman replied. As the Media Research Center tells us, there have been 25 mentions of him recently in the last several weeks, many focusing on his medical condition, his stroke, recovery, and return to the campaign, yet nothing on his radical views on abortion. 25 mentions in the media, zero on his extreme stance on abortion. Tim Ryan, running for Senate in Ohio. According to Real Clear Politics, just 3.7 points separate Tim Ryan from his GOP opponent, J.D. Vance. Now, network journalists, according to this Media Research Center study, have mentioned Ryan 16 times since January 1st. What they won't tell you, as MRC reports, is just how fanatical Ryan's devotion to abortion 
really is. The report goes on to say Ryan is so rigid that even CNN noticed, barely, on the August 28, 2022 State of the Union co-host Dana Bash said, you're criticizing your Republican opponent for not supporting abortion exceptions. So I want to ask you about your abortion positions in terms of exceptions. What restrictions, if any, do you believe there should be on abortion? After the Democrat repeatedly dodged the question, the reporter continued, it sounds like you're saying no restrictions. Ryan stared into the camera for a few seconds before responding. Clearly, he wasn't, um, he wasn't used to being pressed on the issue, but this should come as a shock. Ryan's, shouldn't come as a shock, excuse me, as the report says, Ryan's support for abortion up until birth has been ignored on the major networks. Again, 16 mentions on the media, on the news media, but zero mentions of his extreme abortion stance. Now, I could go on, but I suggest you go to newsbusters.org because there's a whole list of other candidates that are extreme in their pro-abortion position, and yet the media are choosing to show them as moderates. Why? Because they want to confuse. And don't think that people are going to know, even those who are pro-life. Because a lot of people are busy, a lot of people, even though they're strongly pro-life, may not have a grasp of just how serious this situation is. In Hosea 4.6, we learn, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. There's no excuse today, brothers and sisters, not to have the knowledge needed to make good decisions at the polls and to help you and to help all of us in our walk of faith. Be knowledgeable, do your homework, and tell others. Lives, millions are at stake. We'll be right back. The University of Dallas is hosting its annual St. John Paul II Lecture Series on Thursday, September 29th at 7.30 p.m. The event is hosted by the University of Dallas Theology Department. The lecture, The Tragical Comedy of the Christian Scriptures, will be discussed by Dr. Francesca Murphy, Professor of Systematic Theology at the University of Notre Dame. The talk takes place at the campus at the Art History Auditorium, with the reception taking place at 7 p.m. Victory Investment Strategies is a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They pray for continued blessing on all who make Catholic Radio possible in North Texas. The unique programming is vital to our daily lives. Victory Investment Strategies is a full-service investment firm owned by Joel and Elizabeth Victory, members of St. Patrick Cathedral in Fort Worth. They offer a variety of products and will custom fit a plan for your individual needs. 800-810-6800. 800-810-6800. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Ah, you know that fall has arrived just by breathing in the scents it brings. The crisp air, apple cider, and stuffed grape leaves? Our Lady of Lebanon Maronite Catholic Church is excited to announce that the Lebanese Food Festival is back. On Friday, September 30th through Sunday, October 2nd, come out to the parish in Louisville to enjoy delicious cuisine, traditional folk dancing, games and activities for the kids, and more. KTH 910 AM will be broadcasting live from the festival that Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Visit the website at OurLadyLebanon.com. 
Esther Fernandez is a realtor with JP and Associates and a sponsor here on KTH 910 AM. She's a parishioner at Holy Spirit Parish in Duncanville and a supporter and volunteer with the Guadalupe Radio Network. Our real estate market remains strong and interest rates could change. There are first-time buyer programs available for teachers, nurses, police, and firefighters. You can reach Esther by calling 214-845-1753 or by email at estherzfernandez at gmail.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-Z Fernandez at gmail.com. a great Friday. Well, I mentioned at the top of the hour that earlier this week I had the opportunity to sit down and speak with the author of a relatively new book, which is a really important book for those of us trying to get a handle on what's happening with the culture and how do we respond as believers in Jesus Christ. Well, Noelle Maring has a fantastic book. It's called Awake Not Woke, A Christian Response to the Cult of Progressive Ideology. She was speaking in Michigan last night, so earlier in the week I sat down with her for my local listeners and did an extensive interview with you and wanted to share that with you this morning. I think you'll find it eye-opening and very, very helpful. Let's talk about what was on your heart when you came up with the title and the theme for this book. There's so much material that you could have included. How did you decide what was going in and what you were going to leave out? Yeah, no, I mean, coming up with the organizing structure of the book was the hardest part, as I think most books are. Uh, I think that once I came up with the idea that um, I, I, want, I really wanted to help people understand the woke movement. Why do uh, movements for racial justice also say that they want to clear the culture? You know, what, what are we, why are they those things connected? And I think they very much are connected if we distill the woke movement down to three fundamental p- principles. So once I kind of had that outline of three main principles and then how they're, how they're um, introduced into our, our psychology and our culture, how we can respond to them, and then starting with some history, but all of that sandwiching these three basic points, um, then kind of what anecdotes and what um, evidence to bring into that sort of just became a function of what best highlighted um, what I think these three principles were. Uh, and then I read, you know, just did research on the history, and then that helped me organize that first part of the book. Um, so it was, you know, just a lot of reading and note-taking and figuring out and thinking it through and trying to really get a, the big picture, but then also honing up details. So what are the three main principles then? And do you see two questions here? Do you see connections with someone like a Saul Alinsky looming in all of this? Certainly. I think I quote him at one point, um, rubbing raw the swords of discontent. That was the Saul Alinsky quote. And I think that that's what we're seeing now is that um, you know, the first principle is the focus on identity politics, the emphasis on our group, group to the detriment of the person. Um, and, and that rubbing raw the swords of discontent is really a key factor in that, that you know, as for the Christian, we have a message, message to, or mission, excuse me, to go out and spread the good news to people that they are loved. For the revolutionary, they have the mission to go out to spread to other people the bad news that they are hated or that they are haters. So that we're defined on the, uh, on a line of hatred and um, defined in division. The second main principle is the emphasis on will over reason. We hear, hear this talked a lot about now as expressive individualism, that our goal in life is to kind of live authentically out our psychological desires, our, particularly as they are transgressive. Um, and it's also rejection of natural law um, and triumph of critical theory over critical thinking. And the last one is an emphasis of power over authority, where power is just a fact. It can be used for good or for ill. In the woke movement, there's a total rejection of authority insofar as authority is connected to an objective good. 
that that the, the person in authority is beholden to something above himself that kind of keeps him responsible for the good of other people. Rather, in the movement, all relationships, all institutions, all interactions, your neighbor's barbecue, your know your school, everything becomes a, a fight for power, um, which you can see is particularly corrosive when you think about that applied to something like a marriage or a friendship. But there's always a power struggle. So in some ways, we're, it reinforces the idea that we're all enemies mm-hmm. at heart. Great point. So talking with Noelle Marion, the book is Awake, Not Woke, A Christian Response to the Cult of Progressive Ideology. So as you're giving us those three principles, Noelle, all these stories are popping into my head that are such blatant examples of exactly what you're talking about. I mean, we can look to Joe Biden's speech in terms of the hate and the rhetoric. We can look to so many things that are happening. There's just a letter that was signed by Senator Warren and other senators and politicians just talking about the pregnancy resource centers and they're really lying about what they do. So this idea of hate and separating people, it is so prevalent in our society today. That's right. You know, and I think that we <clears throat> we we can't be surprised at the tactics because that you know this has been written in the literature that led to the woke movement. Um, Marcusa had a famous uh, essay in the mid '60s called "Repressive Tolerance." It's basically saying that there is a, it is right to use any tactic to quiet, to silence, to otherize people who are in power, um, particularly people who have kind of claims to uh, object traditional mor- morality. Um, and, you know, he claimed were in cultural dominance. In order to revolutionize society, you have to silence them. So the goal is not to arrive at truth, to give a fair argument to the other side, to um, treat people with dignity. The goal actually is to, is not dialogue, but domination. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so there's going to be a lot of that otherizing that Biden's doing to dehumanize uh, the opponents. You know, these are really revolutionary tactics. So how do you stand up to that? How do you make a difference? Because we see it everywhere. We see it in our schools. We see it in the news media. Obviously, we see it in politics. We see it in the pro-life movement, the attacks on the pro-life movement, the lies, the way they're demonizing now pregnancy resource centers. How do you push get back against people who do not want to play fairly? And you said earlier an excellent point. It's not about dialogue. It's about imposing and, and control. So how do you fight that? Two tactics immediately come to mind, or two two guiding um, principles. One is that you know, I think we have to recognize that compassion has been weaponized against us. So, you know, for years I think they've been very effective at silencing opposition because they've said, you know, you're being uh, uncom- you're not being compassionate. You know, appeals to tolerance or you know, sort of demonizing and dissent from the, their from that particular narrative. And I think that's been really effective because, for one thing, um, you know, it's horrifying to be told that you are, you know, not you don't you're a racist because maybe you don't want utterly open borders, or you know, or you don't care about women because you don't want to allow like a, you know the 12 year old to have an abortion. You know, they use really extreme examples that ra- rarely apply um, in order to kind of appeal to a narrative that that we are heartless. And I think we have to see through that and see how that's been a tactic to manipulate. The argument and and understand understand that that's going to keep coming and not be afraid of it. Secondly, I think that we have to not be a mere image of people who are or not people, um, but a movement that is encouraging us to be utterly political. That we know that politics is not all there is, and this ideology tries to make everything political. Um, our relationships, our you know, our, our inner thoughts, our marriages, and we have to re- realize that politics has its place. And so, what does that mean? That means I think that we don't. Think we don't we understand that it's important and we are not afraid to engage on that level, but we also don't become um, people who lose our own principles. And we're fighting this first and foremost 
uh, out of love for human beings because uh, recognition that this movement harms them far more than it can help them. And that the truth of the human person is actually going to be answered through the lens of the faith, which recognizes the true anthropology of the human person as not uh, someone who is a um, tool for a political movement, but rather someone with dignity and wants the eternal truths, wants to know what, the, what it, that um, she is made for love, that he is made for love, that we are made for each other, that we're not made to walk through this world asserting our power, but rather um, in service of one another. So I think that we have to know that we have a lot to offer. But that can't be done if we become just purely political beings ourselves. So why do you think politics, I know this is, this is answered in the book, but why for, for those who consider themselves or are part of this woke movement, as you outline in the book, so, so detailed, why, are, why is politics everything for them? I've heard many theologians and Catholic philosophers say, if you don't have a relationship with God, something has got to take the place because there is a, a hole in your heart. So politics becomes a religion. It becomes, a, for example, abortion. Uh, many say in the pro-life movement is a sacrament for those who are pro-abortion in some ways. That's right. It actually is. <clears throat> the Church of Satan considers it a sacrament with a whole ritual that is really mm-hmm. disturbing and uh, horribly sinister. I think everything becomes political um, because everything becomes about power, for one, and because everything because heaven becomes imminent, uh, becomes on this in this world, not in the next. Right. And so, if we can achieve heaven on earth through social engineering, then you know the the reengineering society really becomes a religious project. Um, and the people who are not on board with that reengineering problem, reengineering program, really becomes something to resolve, either through reeducating them or through kind of conquering them or uh, de- defeating them utterly, so that they have no voice. But you know, as you said earlier, we were not meant to make this world our own heaven. And so, once we abandon God, we don't lose our religion; we just relocate it. And I think we relocate it to the state as our savior. Um, and, you know, a really harsh religion replaces true religion, one mm-hmm. without mercy, one without the cross, and one without Christ, and one without ultimate meaning. I think that's one of the greatest ways to inflict suffering on us, is that it is really a suppression of meaning. Our bodies don't really mean anything. Our lives don't have an ultimate purpose, um, other than the purpose of serving the state's goals. And this is really a dehumanizing movement. And when, when, you, when, you, when you're deprived of meaning, what do you do? You become really enraged, right? Because you feel helpless. You feel hopeless. Um, it's a movement of despair. And I think that that serves revolution well, but it doesn't serve human beings well. Mm, absolutely. Talking with author and speaker Noelle Maring, her latest book, Awake and Not Woke, A Christian Response to the Cult of Progressive Ideology. And you look at what's happening in this latest story, I think, is such an interesting examination of the psychology behind this. And, and I wanted to ask you a question about why, and I'll, I'll get to the story in a second, why people who claim to be so woke and so supportive of, oh, we're, we're all about the, the poor, we're all about you know, racism and fighting it, we're all about people who are you know, um, less... Uh, you know, who don't have the money that we have, we want to help. We're all about sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. But then when they're asked to actually do the work required to support the, the, the woke, or even even if they're not woke, the, the claim that they're so against all these things and how people are mistreated, they can't handle it. For example, Martha's Vineyard, they sent, uh, DeSantis sent 50 migrants to Martha's Vineyard. 50 and there was a meltdown in the media. There was a meltdown on the part of politicians. Now there's a lawsuit 
against DeSantis, supposedly by some of the Venezuelans who were moved there. And you would think that these people who claim to be so concerned about immigration, discrimination, racism, would have embraced these people and made the most of the situation, saying, see, we really do practice what we preach. So where is that disconnect? Or, for example, the environmentalists, these actors and actresses are always complaining about the environment, yet they have no problem consistently going against what they claim is so important by getting on these planes that are doing the damage on the environment about which they're so concerned. Why is there such a disconnect there? Yeah, no, it's super fascinating. I mean, I think part of it is because when we are a society run by kind of social theory and, and re-engineering, it becomes very divorced from the on-ground realities of the implications of these policies. So they can effectively ignore, not cover, put no spotlight on the horrors that are happening on the border for the people who live there, the crime, um, the chaos, the way that the system is being overrun. But we're, they're not supposed to have to confront it themselves because for them it's theory. And so I think that this is highlighting that there is are two ways of living now. You know, there are the ways in which they can be um, preserved from the implications of the policies that they support and promote, and then there's the reality on the ground of the people who are actually facing the utter destruction, dissemination of so many of these um, these policies for human lives. Um, all, all same, same, same with um, abortion. You, you, you're, it's marvelous how the poor really you know, have borne the brunt of mm-hmm. the sexual revolution far more than the elite. The elite can sort also of minorities as well, African American women right. and Hispanic women, right? That's right. Who often, who more often than not want to have their babies. You know, these women are often very pro-life. At the family breakdown has been born, been born by far more by minorities, by the poor. Um, by people who are less able to confront the total social pathologies that come from not having that unit supportive, healthy, and whole. Um, but they can inculcate themselves from all the effects of these policies, right, through, um, in some ways, not ultimately, but through money, through secure, their own security, through having private security, through living in an elite enclaves that are, are not supposed to even be able to deal with 50 migrants with 50 border towns that are dealing with thousands and thousands a day That's every crazy. day yeah so where do we go from here do you are you hopeful at the end of the book do you give us some hope because it's a fantastic study of the reality of the situation in our culture your book but where do we go from here because as you know in the work that you do all of us in the christian realm uh, those who are concerned about these these core issues of natural law and reality are very concerned that the wokeness is taking over yeah, I am actually hopeful. I mean, I think that it's primarily a spiritual battle, first and foremost. And I make that argument in the book. And so we have all the tools that we need to engage in that battle. You know, we, as, as long as we are, we are praying and, um, and, and holding that sort of hope and confidence that a spiritual battle can be won by Christ for certain. Um, but also I'm hopeful because I think that people want to live human lives. I think that, you know, this ideology has to rule by force and by fraud. And I, and I think the human person really ultimately longs for something that's true and that's free. Um, coercion gets to be really suffocating pretty quickly. Um, and fraud is hard to maintain. You really, it really requires a lot of buttressing with lies, with silencing, with coercion. So uh, I, I think that, we, you know, we have greater answers and that, that, that'll respond to the human heart in ways that this ideology simply cannot. And so mm-hmm. I think we can feel a lot of confidence in that. Well, thanks for this book. I think it's a real good study of what's going on in our culture and what we can do about it. Awake, Not Woke, a Christian response 
to the cult of progressive ideology. And Noel is an acclaimed author and commentator on culture, politics, and religion, also a fellow at the D.C.-based Ethics and Public Policy Center. Noel, thank you so much. God bless your work. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. Abortion. Pornography. Embryonic stem cell research. Corporate contributions to Planned Parenthood. Do you invest in companies that are engaged in these practices? The Ave Maria Mutual Funds do not, and their investment portfolios reflect that. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. He is honored by the church as a saint with the title of the angelic doctor. Matthew Bunsen and the doctors of the church. St. Thomas Aquinas wrote a basic textbook for young theology students that became the church's most famous guide to the faith, the Summa Theologica. It helped him earn the title doctor of the church. He died in 1274. For more about the doctors of the church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Celebrating the culture of life, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Do you want to grow closer to God in prayer, overcome temptation, become a better Catholic, grow in holiness in your state in life, and just want to be a happier person? Hi, this is Father Sam Medley from the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity, host of a weekly program, A Life Lived Joyfully, brought to you by the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join me on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays as we dive into the Catholic Daily Mass readings as the basis for this call to holiness, 3 p.m. Central and 4 p.m. Eastern. 
Do you need a new branding strategy that allows you to educate and engage with your local community while building trust and credibility? Decided Excellence Catholic Media offers a very unique branding platform which showcases you as the expert in your industry. Our exclusive publications are open, read, kept, and shared with thousands of readers and communities throughout Texas and nationwide. To learn more about our powerful branding solutions, please contact Doreen Chaney at dchaney at decidedexcellence.com. That's D-C-H-A-N-A-Y at decidedexcellence.com. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 